Can I rant for a sec? Please. Pay apps are way too public. What happened? Some rando hearted a payment from five months ago, and I realized people can see my entire history, who I'm paying, like full names. It's super weird. Yeah, it's weird. How are you paying your friends then? Apple Cash. It's all in messages. You can literally send cash like a text, and it stays between friends. Random people can't see it. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? <laughs> Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. This episode is brought to you by PNC Bank, who believes some things in life should be boring, like banking. Because boring is safe and responsible, level-headed and wise. All things you want your bank to be. You don't want your bank to be cool or sexy. Sexy is for 80s hair bands, not banks. That's why PNC Bank strives to be boring with your money so you can be happily fulfilled with your life. PNC Bank, brilliantly boring since 1865. Brilliantly Boring Since 1865 is a service mark of the PNC Financial Services Group, Incorporated. PNC Bank, a national association, member FDIC. The state of Tennessee is one of the few places where the sounds are just as breathtaking as the sights. Whether that's live music at a historic music venue, the crack of an open fire at a campsite in the wilderness, or hearing kids laughing as they explore what's right around the bend, Tennessee just sounds perfect. Start planning your trip at tnvacation.com. Tennessee sounds perfect. Hey, this is Annie. And Samantha. And welcome to Stuff I Never Told You, a production of iHeartRadio. So before we get into this one, quick trigger warning about eating disorders or any like just bad relationship around food, because I kind of wanted to look back into my relationship with food as I guess through this pandemic and through this podcast, I'm going to be revisiting issues like this and trying to get to the bottom of them, which I appreciate you all giving me the space and giving me the ear. But yes, I. I would avoid this one if you've got a rough relationship with food or even if, you know, like today is not your day. <laughs> maybe maybe avoid it. So I wanted to talk about this because I know I've discussed in previous podcasts that I don't really get hungry, that I've kind of destroyed that part of, of myself. and. It's just been sticking out to me lately because through a variety of reasons, I have been fortunate enough to hang out with people. And a lot of times food is involved in that. And I have found that I have really struggled with eating. Like it's the saddest, it's like trying to force yourself to eat something and you feel like vomiting, that it's just, there's nothing in it that's pleasurable. There's no want to eat something. And I just feel like I'm forcing myself to do something that makes me feel sick. And there are a lot of things that are going into this that have complicated it. And one is, you know, I happen to be on a feminist podcast and a food podcast. (laughs) So... (laughs) I've just had to ask myself a lot of questions about this and about how I'll speak about it because I want to be truthful and open 
But I also don't want to play into things that have in particular been weaponized against women when we're talking about dieting, when we're talking about eating. And so I remember when I first started doing this show, I was embarrassed or like, I just felt like I couldn't even talk about it. Like I couldn't even talk about whatever struggles I had with dieting or with my body image and weight and what have you, because I didn't want to set a bad example. But at the same time, I was having those and am having those struggles. So navigating that line of what is responsible, what is the safe thing, what is your obligation or not obligation, because I also am a big believer that you have to take care of yourself and look out for why you are talking about something on a podcast that people can listen to and and consume in their own way or, or internalize in their own way, perhaps. But I just, I know that a lot of people are struggling with this as we've been kind of inside and haven't been able to go out and there are concerns about grocery shopping and, and what people will eat. And then for me, like in specific, it really plays into my upcoming happy hour episode, my inability to like know what I want and know when to say no or feel like I can say no. But it's just, it's the saddest, it's what it's a very sad experience to be eating something and to just have really through life experiences and through media you've consumed and through all of these messages you've internalized have completely ruined your relationship with food because I don't enjoy it. It makes me feel sick. Occasionally, like if it's like a soup, I really like a good soup. (laughs) But like, it's just... (laughs) I'm not laughing because you said that. Mainly... Laughing because I know, yes, you do love soup Mm -hmm. and the level of love for soup is quite large and to the point that I assume for every lunch, you are drinking soup. Yes, kind of. I would be. I mean, and that's the thing too, is like there are foods that I love. So this is confusing even to me. And this is something I've been trying to give myself space with and understand that it's just natural. But... It's like I have an alarm and I eat it two times per day. And I set the alarm and it's like, you're going to eat. So it's not a hunger-based thing. But I do, have, I do have foods that I love and that I want and that I crave. It's just in general, my experience is not that. It's the, almost the reason I crave those foods is because I don't let myself have them. Or I just don't have them very often. It feels like a special experience. And therefore, I can enjoy that. But it's almost, again, it's not about... The food, it's about not, it's about limiting what you can have and having all of these boundaries around it and all of this guilt around it. So it's almost like the reason I enjoy it is more, I don't let myself normally enjoy it, which I know is like things in general, life in general, like a vacation is good because you're not normally doing whatever you're doing on vacation. But it is complicated when it is something that is so unhealthy and has been so toxic for me for so long. And for a lot of women and for a lot of people, I think listening, you you understand this, where it should be something that isn't fraught with this 
all of these negative emotions where I'm just like dry heaving, trying to convince myself to eat. Because I know that I, that's another thing is like, this is a feminist show and I want to be a healthy woman who takes care of herself and <laughs> eats food. So I like make myself do it. But it's just like this awful, miserable experience most of the time. And I'm really trying to work on why that is and untangling all of the factors <laughs> behind that when you should just be able to like eat something and enjoy it. But I mean, that also comes into play with our conversations around if you use words and marketing like guilty pleasures and all of all of this that we're constantly bombarded with just all of the time. But I think one of the frustrating things for me, and I, I would imagine for a lot of people who have been trying to, you know, be more mindful about why they do things during the pandemic, is I really thought if I took off social pressures, societal pressures, I would be able to work on these things. And I could naively solve them. I thought I could fix this. And that has not been the case at all. In fact, I probably did better when people were there and they were like, I want to eat this. Will you share it with me? And I would because they want to do it. But it has nothing to do with what I want to do. Right. I mean, have you ever thought maybe it's just that you're not... I've met many people who just doesn't care about eating. Right. Yeah. I've thought about that. I have a friend who is like that. But I feel like the fact that I'm like dry heaving when I eat is it's just a sign that something else is amiss and that I don't like people make jokes about it they're like you know she never has any food around she doesn't she won't eat unless we eat which is all true and I I don't know I mean maybe it is a bigger issue of just I don't unless someone is directing me I don't think about myself or I don't think to take care of myself in that way because I the alarm system I had to set up because otherwise there'd just be no eating and it used to be like a clinical thing where I'm like oh I will eat because I have to eat to run and now I can't run <laughs> or I don't feel comfortable right. running so that's right. been removed I don't know I I think it, it's just really frustrating because I thought I do like food and I I really enjoy a lot of the aspects of it, but it's it makes me feel upset that I've been trying to work on this and it feels like I'm just going backwards and that I'm being disingenuous by not talking about it with people and that I don't know what to say when people say similar things to me because I'm like, I don't think this is healthy, but I'm also doing the same thing. <laughs> Right. But I feel like I can't tell you off because <laughs> I'm doing it too. Can I rant for a sec? Please. 
pay apps are way too public. What happened? Some rando hearted a payment from five months ago, and I realized people can see my entire history, who I'm paying, like full names. It's super weird. Yeah, it's weird. How are you paying your friends then? Apple Cash. It's all in messages. You can literally send cash like a text, and it stays between friends. Random people can't see it. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? <laughs> Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, snag a job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, snag a job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. This episode is brought to you by PNC Bank, who believes some things in life should be boring, like banking. Because boring is safe and responsible, level-headed and wise. All things you want your bank to be. You don't want your bank to be cool or sexy. Sexy is for 80s hair bands, not banks. That's why PNC Bank strives to be boring with your money so you can be happily fulfilled with your life. PNC Bank, brilliantly boring since 1865. Brilliantly Boring Since 1865 is a service mark of the PNC Financial Services Group, Incorporated. PNC Bank, a national association, member FDIC. In general, everyone has an unhealthy relationship with food, whether it is being obsessive about it, whether it's overindulging, underindulging or being flippant about it, whether it's because, you know, there's also that conversation of there's people starving in the world. Why aren't you eating? Mm -hmm. And also, so being overindulgent is what I mean by that. Like being, I feel all the time that I'm wasteful. My level, like I, I find your stuff interesting because yeah, as you've let me know about some of the issues, it's not the typical issues Mm -hmm. and I don't know if it has something to do with whether or not because we've talked about whether or not maybe whether or not you are on the spectrum Mm -hmm. and that has something to play with it whether you have a level OCD Mm -hmm. and that has something to do with it whether it's your trauma based control Mm -hmm. and that has something to do with it there's a big level of narratives that we don't have in what you are going through because right now you're trying to unravel the trauma right just trauma Mm -hmm. and then the lack of interest in food could have everything to do with that, could have nothing to do with that, could have something to do with that. That's very general, <laughs> I know, for anything. Uh-huh. But I feel like there is this deeper level of control conversations as well as trigger conversations that's in here. And I'm not trying to analyze <laughs> you and I'm trying to stop. Uh-huh. But like, there's this whole deeper level of it's not just body issue mm-hmm. obviously uh, there's a psychological level of conversations because you do love food and appreciate food yeah. to a certain extent but it is almost robotic to the point of I feel like I have to 
Yeah. And if I have to choose something, I'm going to choose this, mm-hmm. which is a different level. And I say this as a chubby girl who has had an eating disorder and a really unhealthy level of food because I will go without eating purposefully because I am that girl who went without eating for days and passed out because I tried to lose five pounds Mm -hmm. because I was told as this person I was not fitting in as a girl in the Asian culture that I definitely did not fit in. And if I was in Korea to this day, I would be chastised to no end for being darker skin, for being thick. I've been told that many a times. So I have a traumatic level of physical appearance, like the way I feel about myself, about size. I'm obsessive about weight to the point that I will stop eating altogether and I'll overly excessively weigh myself, count calories, all of those things to the point that I'm like, okay, I'm looking at diet pills. I have to stop. Mm -hmm. And I've been been like that since I was 16, trying to fit to my white family where my sister was a size zero until she was 18. And I became a size 10 in fifth grade. So, <laughs> you know, right. like that's definitely a conversation. And also my moods hit the way I eat. So if I'm depressed, I don't eat. Mm-hmm. And I know that. And I know like, oh, sh- so maybe I should be depressed so I can lose some weight. And I'm so sorry. I'm not acting like, you know, uh, any type of mental health is that flippant. But in my mind, right. that to me works. And yeah. it's so unhealthy. Yeah. So you and I come in a very different standpoint. And I finally got to the point that I'm like, yeah, I'm thick. I'm just going <laughs> to live with it. I just want to get rid of some of these things. And as long as I can like keep walking, I'm cool. Mm-hmm. And I'm healthy. I'm cool. And I say that in all those realms. But realizing diet pills and realizing, and, and don't get me wrong, I'm still looking. I'm still looking at apps. I'm still looking at anything to help me to lose weight. And trying to figure that out, trying to go back to my other size. Because y'all, I definitely, you know, leaned into the pandemic. I'm like, yeah, I give up. I'm depressed type of conversation. But yeah, when it comes to what you're talking about, it's a different level because I I see like, okay. And and I I know this because I've been with you. I'm like, I have to stop trying to get her to eat because she's about to have a panic attack. And I, being as Southern as I am... Yes, I said that. I want to feed people. Mm -hmm. Like that is how I welcome you into my home. And I think your friend Marissa figured that out quickly. Hi, Marissa. (laughs) That's what I do. I'm like, yeah, I know you said you're not hungry, but I made more things. So you (laughs) you need to eat this, Mm -hmm. which is an absolute Southern mama way to be. But it is, it's a whole different level. Like, okay, I have to be conscientious that this is going to cause you to have a panic attack. Like not even just not because you're not trying to eat, but there's something that's stopping you from enjoying or want to enjoy or want to be a part of this in typical realms in general. But also, there's also that robotic bit of you that's like, but I have to finish it. It's here now. I can't waste it. It's such a separate and very, like, wow, type of dichotomy to see that Mm -hmm. survival, that you will not waste anything Mm -hmm. on top of, but I don't actually want it. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that that does go back to a lot of the like. I've to, I feel like I've just lost touch with my body completely. Like I don't recognize things that should just be natural, like hunger or sleep, which is a big part of trauma, and that is something that I I have been working on in in therapy. But it, it that's why it becomes like almost a panic level for me is, I there's no thing that's like stop. It's just, I have to finish this and it's here. And there's no part of me that's like, what do you want? It, it's like, I can't hear that part. 
And also it is kind of interesting because I am an extrovert and food is a part of that. I want to try new things and I'm very excited to try new things. But again, it's less about like the food and more like, oh, this is new and I won't have this again or I might not ever make this myself. And so I I have to partake. So I don't know. I think it is a big part of it being disconnected from my body and trying to do that like body work of like listening to yourself or trying to rebuild those those avenues of just basic human existence and survival. But it, it I mean, food is usually such a communal and happy thing. And it, it upsets me that for so many of us and for so many women in particular, it has been just a minefield of of things now. <laughs> I will say, as a bigger girl, I made sure to leave food on my plate so I didn't get judged and being mm-hmm. told, oh, yeah, you definitely ate all that, huh? Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. People make comments like that all the time. And I'm always so shocked. I have a friend who used to make me go first to help myself up, and she would always get less than what I had just mm-hmm. got. And it, it, yeah, that was the thing. If a skinnier girl was behind, I would watch what they would do and try to do less than them. Right. I did that too. Mm-hmm. I would get comments being told, you don't, you you get plenty of food at home, don't you? Yeah. I've had that. Uh-huh. And I've had the, uh, yeah, you don't let anything go to waste. That had, had that. So as a teenager, I would never finish any meals. Wow. Yeah. And I still have that complication. I don't like eating giant plates of food or eating it all. Feels like that's a bad thing. Even though, again, that wastefulness is still there too. It's so complicated. Yeah. It is. All these like social things around food as well. That's a a, a whole interesting situation when it comes to helping up around a bunch of people when you feel this usually like an insecurity or like you might be judged or you will get those comments right. about how much you did eat. And then you can like also lean into it too hard, which I did when I was like nine, where I'd be like, oh yeah, I'm going to get two plates. like. Forget that. <laughs> right. And did I want the second plate? To no. Despite you. <laughs> but I did it. But yeah, I get it. It's like more of my relationship, I feel like, with food is more about like, I can't connect with my body and it's all about other people and how they see me and what they think and what they want. So that is something that I'm working on. But I just wanted to to talk about it here and hopefully... I mean, it sounds weird to say hopefully some of you can relate because I guess I hope you don't. <laughs> but I bet some of you can right. and hopefully it makes you feel less less alone about what you're going through. As always, listeners, we would love to hear from you. Our email is stuff at iheartmedia.com. You can find us on Twitter at momstuffpodcast or on Instagram at Stuff Never Told You. Thanks as always to our super producer, Christina. Thank you, Christina. Thanks to you for listening. Stuff Wonder Told You is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. This episode is brought to you by PNC Bank, who believes some things in life should be boring, like banking. Because boring is safe and responsible, level-headed and wise. All things you want your bank to be. You don't want your bank to be cool or sexy. Sexy is for 80s hair bands. 
not banks. That's why PNC Bank strives to be boring with your money so you can be happily fulfilled with your life. PNC Bank, brilliantly boring since 1865. Brilliantly boring since 1865 is a service mark of the PNC Financial Services Group Incorporated. PNC Bank, a national association, member FDIC. The state of Tennessee is one of the few places where the sounds are just as breathtaking as the sights. Whether that's live music at a historic music venue, the crack of an open fire at a campsite in the wilderness, or hearing kids laughing as they explore what's right around the bend, Tennessee just sounds perfect. Start planning your trip at tnvacation.com. Tennessee sounds perfect. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 